together with American songwriter and my brother-in-law, Sean Olbs of the Eiffels, we were able to talk to AJ Mitchell over Zoom video. AJ tells us about where he grew up and how he got into music. He was uh, born and raised about six hours south of Chicago. He talks a lot about that. He talks about how he got into music. Since really emerging in the pop scene as a singer-songwriter in 2018, he has absolutely <laughs> made a name for himself, to say the least. Over 7 million monthly listeners on Spotify. He's got over a billion streams within the past three years. He tells us about all the success of that and what he's been working on currently. You can watch our interview with AJ Mitchell and my brother-in-law, Sean Olbs of the Eiffels, on our Facebook page and YouTube channel at Bringing It Backwards. It'd be dope if you uh, subscribe to us on YouTube and like us on Facebook, as well as follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Bringing Back Pod. We'd appreciate your support if you follow and subscribe to our podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. We're Bringing It Backwards with AJ Mitchell. All right, everybody. We got a huge artist today. AJ Mitchell is hanging out at his hotel while I hang out at my hotel to talk about his life and music. So if you, you know, I mean, you, I know you got a new single out cameras on, you got, you know, new music. Um, for those who haven't heard AJ Mitchell, um, he's recently passed the 1 billion stream mark on Spotify. He's, uh, he's a Vivo lift artist, MTV push artist has performed at the VMAs, um, variety championed you as a young Hollywood 2020 list, uh, you know, but before gaining a billion streams and selling out shows and performing on television, uh, you grew up in a small town. Do you want to just take us back and let us know how you got into music? Yeah. Yeah. It's just like you said, I, I came from a really small town. It's called Belleville, Illinois. Um, and in this small town, there's nothing to do. Um, so which is cool because it forces you to have to be creative and, uh, um, you know, to explore and do things. So that's kind of what I did. I was an explorer. Like me and my friends, we would hop on our bikes. We would go and explore abandoned buildings. We would sneak into colleges to play basketball until we got kicked out. Um, <clears throat> but if I couldn't be outside, then I was inside on the piano, practicing like the piano, practicing my songwriting. Um, I started writing songs at the age of six. Um, I started playing the piano at, like four and I just always loved it because of my dad, honestly. He was playing songs and writing songs and singing, and um, that inspired me to do it myself. So I just started doing it for fun, and it became a really big hobby of mine. And um, I just, I mean, I just loved it so much. Like, I, even to this day, obviously, I love it more than anything, like, in the world. Like, it's, for me, it's, it's therapy. It's, it's, like, a way to be creative. It's my escape from, um, from things. And um, honestly, that's kind of what it was in Belvo, in a way, um, as well, because it's such a small town. It was a good escape from reality and just to go back and um just you know write the things that I was experiencing at the time because um Belleville like I said it's a small town there's nothing to do and with small towns you know there's a lot of other shit that comes with it like you know a lot of people were getting into drugs and a lot of people were having kids that were my age at the time and joining gangs and there was a lot of that shit going around and I didn't want to be involved with this so um that's kind of where music came in for me and it was a good way to escape and uh, um so, yeah, so I started doing music for a while. And then um, when I was 13, I really wanted everyone to know about it. I wanted my friends to know, my family. So I started posting my songs online um, just to see what people would think. And um, by doing that, I started to gain a good fan base from just like my town. Um, like my friends knew about it. And some people in my town who I didn't even know knew about me. 
And then I started to gain even more followers. I was getting shout outs from different singing pages on Instagram. And I accumulated like 80,000 followers um, when I was 13. And that's when I got reached wow. out to. Um, yeah. And then I got reached out to um, actually by Jake Paul. He reached out to me and he was like, I have a cool opportunity for you. You should move oh, out wow. to LA. And yeah. I ended up joining this, this group called Team 10. And I realized soon enough that that wasn't really for me, um, that, you know, I don't want to be an influencer. I want to be known as an artist, musician. And I ended up leaving Tim 10 and th- I actually wrote cameras on like a couple weeks later. And this was three years ago. Ah, okay. Um, yeah. So I kind of, I kind of just rambled off into whole, the whole thing, but no, that's exactly, that's exactly what this podcast is for. That was, a, that was an awesome succinct summary there. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, talking about a small town, you know, they say the, what is it? Idle hands or the devil's workshop or something like that. And you, you, you know, you yeah. said sometimes when there's nothing to do, uh, you can get into trouble. Um, so yeah. did you, was your dad a musician or was he just a music lover? He was a music lover. Um, mm-hmm. he's actually, his, his real job is a nurse. Um, mm. so he's a nurse. He's, you know, he's on the front line right now. Um, yeah. but I mean, he does music as, as a, as a hobby. It's one of his passions. Like he writes music too, and he plays piano. So, um, but that's just for fun. So this was, since this was a few years ago, what was your social media platform, uh, that you started picking up, uh, traction on? Was it Instagram? Was it YouTube? Was it, uh, I mean, if it was a few years ago, might've even been Vine (laughs) or was it TikTok, you know, what what, what was it? It was, um, it was Instagram. Um, Mm. it was definitely Instagram. That's where I posted everything. Like, I think I got my first phone in like seventh grade or eighth grade or something. And um, my friends were like, get Instagram. And I was like, no, nah, Facebook's where it's at. <laughs> it was, I was just, yeah. I, didn't, I didn't post anything at the time. I was just like exploring um, uh-huh. internet. Um, but then, but then one day I was like, you know what? I'm going to post a video. I like me singing just to see what my friends would think. And, um, and then I did. And then from that point on, I just used social media as a way for people to find who, who I am. Yeah. So it sounds like you, you, you were able to generate like a lot of traction early on, which is great. Uh, so, so tell us about some of your collaborations. Cause uh, you've, you've been working with some pretty rad people uh Steve Aoki. And uh, yeah. I saw that you, uh, you actually did a collaboration with cheat codes recently as well. Uh, huh? We had, we just had them on the podcast. That, that oh, was a real fun one. So yeah. And, yeah, uh, cool. but I know, I know also you, you worked with uh, executive producer, uh, Mike, Mike Dean, uh, who's done yes. worked with some huge artists. Kanye West, um, et cetera. Uh, tell us a little bit about how, how you met some of these people and how some of those collaborations got started. Yeah. So I feel like in this, this age now, when, when it comes to collaborations, um, especially because everything's over the internet and that's how we find people, um, that's kind of normally how it starts. It's like, oh, I love this song. I know this singer is amazing. She'll sound really good on it. And that's kind of how the Ava Max collaboration came together. Um, we love the song. Ava's Max's voice is crazy and it's, it's so, it's just, her voice is, is so good. And it's, um, um, and obviously, yeah, we wanted her a part of the track. Um, so it's kind of just like, we reach out, it's like, Hey, we'd love for you to be a part of this if you want. Um, and if, and if they say yes, then we collaborate. Um, and you know, the kind of the same thing happened with Megan Trainer. She reached out to me. She was like, yo, you would sound good on this. So it's like vice versa. Same thing with Steve Aoki. Um, it was kind of just like they reach out and they're like, yo, you sound, you sound great. Like we'd love to, uh, we'd love to have you part of the track. And that's kind of how it gets started. And, um, it's, it's cool. Cause then you meet, you meet amazing people along the way, which is, which is awesome, which I love, that's totally. why I love collaborations. 
Do you still see like, do you get a DM from Megan Trainer or something like that? Or is it a little more formal? Is it like her management emails your management or something like that? Um, for her, like it was actually through um, management. And, and so it mm-hmm. goes like behind the scenes, but she was always hitting me up like on DMs and saying like, oh, this you crushed that performance. Your new song's great. Nice. And, like we go back and forth. So like we're, we're, we're definitely friends right there there was a little bit of a rapport there already just kind of a mutual support online and that sort of thing 100 percent. that's awesome dude how was steve aoki he seems like you'd be a fun guy was he partying in the uh in the studio <laughs> he's so funny <laughs> he throwing ca- was he throwing cakes <laughs> yeah, yeah pretty much no i mean honestly <laughs> um when like obviously when you see like his image you're like he looks crazy and like whoa um, yeah, he is. But he's also very <laughs> humble. He's very humble. He's one of the nicest guys like ever. He's so freaking nice. Um, and he's really cool. He's a really cool guy to hang out with. Like we did a performance together and he just he just makes it really comfortable and like fun. Um, and, you know, when you have that type of energy with someone, you create something really cool. And um, yeah, he's just he's such a good guy to work with. And he's just a good guy overall. Yeah, he seems like a fun guy. That I, I mean, he he's got to be. So, so many, so many people have worked with him, and he's he's put Absolutely. out so much great music over the years, and 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 really, you know, a lot he of artists. In, in, yeah, a lot of artists in that lane, like you know, you you, because he's been doing it since you know, like two thousand eight or even before yeah. that. You know, he was I've he always, was always uh, known his name, right. He he was like all up in that party scene when like Lindsay Lohan and Paris Hilton were partying on Sunset yeah. Boulevard. You know, so he's uh, he's he's been a professional partier for a while. Tell yeah, us yeah. a little bit about because you're you're a young guy and you've crossed a billion streams. Like, does that just blow your mind sometimes? It honestly, it, there's something about it that doesn't even feel real in a way because it's not tangible. Like, I can't like hold my hold the billion numbers and streams. It's right, just kind of like right. this number that kind of exists and um yeah it's fucking it's so cool it's so cool but it's hard to fathom that in a way it's hard to be like i actually streamed over a billion like it's really crazy to even understand it right i think i feel like it, it's, it's well it might take years for you to actually like for it to sink in you know and just be like well yeah for a couple of years i'll be like okay uh, talking talking about just things that are hard to imagine uh tell us what it was like uh performing at the vmas because that's that's kind of a probably a bucket list for a lot of artists yeah that was wow that was one of the coolest experiences of my life just because i mean obviously vmas like to even perform at the vmas to even be at the vmas is really cool but to perform that's just like a whole nother level and um i was also um like in the like extra gum commercials um and it was just i mean it was just so so cool um and it was like a a whole entire like it looked like a movie it looked like a movie like the performances people were dancing we had the whole crowd on stage um it was it was honestly a dream come true it was dream come true was it just like the Avengers of the music industry backstage as you're walking around, just seeing like all these different, you know, legendary artists? <laughs> yeah, I mean, honestly, th- it was actually filmed in a different location. So it wasn't at the mm. place. It was it was filmed because it had to be to, in order. Right, to right. Yeah, right, right. That's the, that's the world we're living in right now. <laughs> so yeah, that's, gonna, that's more and more common. 
yeah. That, that, that's epic. Do you, do you feel like you're getting more comfortable with these TV performances? Cause you did the, the VMAs, you've done the today yeah. show, you know, um, does, do the, are the nerves starting to like settle a little bit or is it, or do you 100%. feel that, that kind of energy every, every time? Um, every time I do get a, like <clears throat> a nerve, like I get a little uh. bit of nerve type of energy, but every single time that I do TV or I do another show performance, music video, um, it goes down a little bit each time, each time it goes down. And I'm at a point now where I used to be, well, before I used to be super nervous showing up to music videos or anything to the point where I was like, almost didn't even want to do it. Now I use that nerves and I, I put that energy into motivation of like, I'm so excited to do this. And, um, I don't, I really don't get nervous anymore. Um, I get excited. I, I get excited. Yeah, that's funny. You, you mentioned that. I, I I had a performance once. Uh, I'm in a band called The Eiffels, and I had a performance at the El Rey Theater, and it was a it was oh, a big nice. crowd. And I had I had some uh, and an actress friend of mine was there, and she saw that I was I was like I was I took a shot, or maybe I was thinking about taking a shot just to like settle <laughs> the nerves a little bit. And she was like, "No, you got to use that energy. Like use the nervous yeah. energy." And ever since that, I've always remembered that. I'm like, yeah, like you said, you you turn that energy into excitement, and yeah. and you know because you don't want to dull that energy you can actually use it and, and then maybe have some drinks afterwards yeah exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah. or a little hot toddy you know before you go up a little one right a little bit of whiskey <laughs> yeah there you go there you go yeah because it's like afterwards is when you kind of need to settle the nerves but you want to give the people the energy 100 percent. you want to go out there and see the best show ever so you you tell us about the the name of your full length because uh, I, I heard Skyview holds a, that title holds a, a special place as far as your hometown. Yeah. So Skyview is actually a drive-in movie theater in my hometown, um, and you know, like I said, it's a small town, nothing to do. That was actually the place that um, I went like almost every week, like in the summer, like almost like I went there all the time and. It was so motivating for me. Um, I think just because it kind of took me out of the world of Bell Bell, took me out of, it put me into a, a different world. It put me into Skyview um, when I was there and just watching the movies, listening to the, sorry, listening to the soundtracks um, behind these movies. It made me motivated to be like, you know what? I want my music to be in a movie. I want to hear my music out there. I want to hear this. And um, so that's kind of what, um, what inspired me with Skyview, especially because Skyview is um, in my hometown. And I really want people to know, to, with this album, to really get to know who I am. And I think that starts with people knowing where I came from. Um, because I think a lot, of that, a lot of people don't really know. That's, that's a cool thing to do growing up nowadays. I mean, all of a sudden last year and this year, drive-ins have seen kind of a resurgence because of the pandemic and having yeah. regular movie theaters closed. But that's cool that you were doing that just, just because that was one of the main things that you could do in town. So yeah. drive-in was still, that was still kind of a thing that was going on in, in your town, huh? Yeah, it was super cool. I could, I could walk to it. It was like five minutes down the street from that's awesome. So, yeah. and for those who don't, your hometown is, it's like just out, it's, it's a few hours out from Chicago, right? In, it's, in Illinois. Yeah, it's six hours south of Chicago. So it's like really out there. It's really far away. Right. Of well, 
I got to tell you, AJ, I've, I've read some of your, your influences, you know, Justin Timberlake, Stevie Wonder, Bruno Mars, Marvin Gaye, and even like the Beatles. Um, yeah. But the music, the music's really great, man. It's uh, you're putting out some high quality stuff. And I, and I know you, you, you know, working with epic producers like Mike Dean has worked with Travis Scott and, and Tupac even. Did he, did he have any interesting, did you ever ask him if he had any stories about Tupac? Um, I actually haven't got to that point yet, but like, uh. there's, yeah, there's definitely times where he, where he brings up stories about Kanye and like other things. And I'm just like, whoa, this is insane. And <laughs> there's like him and Kanye back when Mike Dean was like really young and he had long hair. And I was like, I don't even know what kind of machinery that is in that photo. It was just, it was crazy because it was just so long yeah. time ago. I wasn't even born yet. Yeah. And he was yeah, creating that's crazy. the best, best music ever, which is crazy. Yeah, that's it's it's awesome to work with someone who has all those just all those memories floating around in there, you yeah. know, all that inspiration. Exactly. And it's really cool, especially because um, from his background, you know, he comes from the hip hop, hip hop world. And, um, yeah. and you know, obviously, I, I love hip hop and like a lot of my influences are from hip hop as well, like Lil Wayne and, um, and Eminem as well. But um, it's also like when I, I originally I wrote these songs by myself or with other co-writers and then then we brought those songs to Mike Dean. So it was kind of cool because you get like a little pop flavor and then with like some R&B melodies and like kind of my style. And then you have Mike Dean come in and put, um, you know, add his flavor to it. And it's just this really cool, um, this really amazing sound. Um, the only thing I can compare it to is like Justin Timberlake and Timbaland. Wow, yeah, that's so, an epic, that, that's a legendary combo right there. Yeah. So speak, speaking of your sound, why don't you tell us just a little bit about Cameras On? Because uh, that's uh, your newest single, and, and I'd love to hear about that. Absolutely. <clears throat> so I wrote that song three years ago um, once I left Team 10 and kind of what I was telling you earlier. Yeah. Uh, and the reason it's called Cameras On is because every time the cameras were on in the house, everyone was different. Everyone was smiling. Mm -hmm happy and they were all everyone was your friend and it was cool like i've known you for a thousand years but then as uh -huh. soon as the cameras were off the smiles went down and then right. no one was friends <clears throat> no one was talking to each other everyone was on their phones um and we all lived together so it was just this weird dynamic um and i you know i came from a small town and then went to la and just this whole dynamic it was super weird to me it was super fake nothing felt real sure. like it all uh -huh. felt like it wasn't real it was, it was really weird for me and um, the only thing that kind of, you know, took me out of that world, like music did when I was in Belvo, were my true friends and music. And that's kind of what the song's about. Yeah, I, that's what I, because I know you mentioned that you wrote that right after you left. So I, I didn't want to assume, but I, I figured like there might be some sort of uh, some some meaning like that behind it. And yeah, and yeah man, LA is a trip sometimes. But uh, and, you know, everyone out here, the you know, entertainment industries out here and Absolutely. and, you know, there's that side of it. A lot of great people out, of, out here in L.A., though, too, as I'm sure you found as you've Amazing. talked about. Yeah. Yeah. I it's mean, like, just, just anywhere, you know, there's, there's, yeah, there's the good and the bad in every, in every situation. A hundred percent. Well, AJ, it was really an honor to uh, talk to you, man. I'm, I'm yeah, so glad man. that you took the time to stop by and, and tell us yeah. your story. It's an amazing story so far. And I have a feeling it's just getting started, but what a start it is. Um, we like to end the interview by asking if you had one piece of advice to offer aspiring artists, what would it be? Aspiring artists, my one piece of advice that I would say is 
once you start replacing those negative thoughts with positive thoughts, you'll start seeing positive results. That's my one success. It's great advice, man. Just, you know, you gotta, you gotta, gotta keep your, 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 your brain goes to what you're thinking about. So exactly. Clear exactly. Away that, clear away that exactly. Exactly.